Welcome back to episode number 43 of Enlighten, an Advent and Christmas podcast from All Saints Catholic Church in Dallas. Thanks for joining us. Before we begin, be sure to go ahead and subscribe on your podcast platforms. Uh, even now, in the very last episode, it helps to boost our numbers, which allows us to continue to create cool things like this podcast. Uh, we've been going through all of Advent and the whole Christmas season so far, at least talking about the ways that God shines light into our lives and helps us to reflect that light for others. And if you were unaware, uh, again, today is our, our last day. Um, it is Sunday, January 9th, at least in 2022, as I'm saying this, and today is the baptism of the Lord. It's the final piece of the Christmas season, and we're back to ordinary time tomorrow. Uh, this feast always takes the place of the first Sunday of ordinary time. So like a week from now, it'll be the second Sunday of ordinary time. So don't get confused next week, and you're like, oh, no, did I miss a whole week of ordinary time? Like, no, you're, you're fine. It's the church calendar. There's just no first Sunday of ordinary time. It's weird. It's cool. Um, but before we really dive into today's reflections, I just want to say a quick thanks to everybody who has made this podcast possible, uh, especially Paul Bianchi, our Director of Youth, Young Adult, and Family Ministry here at All Saints. Erica Winland, our Coordinator of Young Adult Ministry. And Krista Orschlin, our Coordinator of High School Ministry. You guys have been uh, hearing from them all throughout Christmas, uh, all throughout Advent. And so I just want to say thanks to the team. Y'all are awesome. I couldn't have wished for a better group of people to work and to do ministry with. Um, I also want to thank our pastor, Father Jovita Okoli, for all his support and guidance in everything that we do, uh, alongside the whole staff of our parish and, and really all the parishioners of All Saints. We are so blessed to be a part of this community, and so many people have supported us in not only this project, but you know, in all that we do. But then, of course, then I want to thank all of you who are listening and who have been listening this whole time. It's been so cool to hear about the impact this podcast has had here at All Saints and elsewhere, uh, and because of your support and your time, it's all been worthwhile. So thank you very much. And lastly, but most importantly, I want to thank God for all his blessings uh, and for all the ways in which he's guided us, not only during these past couple of months, but throughout all of our lives. Um, God, our Father, you've been so good to us, so much better than we could ever deserve because you love us. Help us to always love you in return and to share your love with those around us. And so without further ado, uh, what are we talking about today? It's the baptism of the Lord, and we have really come full circle. If you've been following along, you may know that yesterday our gospel featured John the Baptist uh, during the beginning of Jesus' ministry and how he said, he must increase, I must decrease. Um, Today actually comes from earlier in the gospel, which is a little bit weird, but it's all weird because we heard a lot from John the Baptist back at the beginning of Advent, especially those first couple of weeks and his prophetic message to prepare the way of the Lord. And then all of Advent happened. We heard about Mary and Elizabeth. We heard about the manger and the census and then Christmas and then the Holy Family and then the Feast of the Holy Innocence and then Epiphany and now Baptism of the Lord. So it seems like we've been going sort of in chronological order, except uh, we started with John the Baptist all growing up at the very beginning. That whole chunk of Advent was from way after the birth of Christ, uh, but it's it's about, you know, it was the way to prepare for the birth of Christ because it's not necessarily about the birth of Christ. It's about the coming of Christ into our hearts and our lives and our homes. Um, but so then the church gives us this really cool thing that we are now back to John the Baptist as an adult uh, at the very end of the Christmas season. At, you know, it's bookending the whole thing. Um, it's sort of like Advent and Christmas. It was all a flashback in John's head as he saw Jesus approaching for the baptism. Uh, it's like the backstory you need in the middle of this one short story, which culminates in today's feast. It started here, and now we're back here. Uh, and this is about to kick off some really cool stuff for the rest of the year. So John the Baptist uh, is baptizing people in the Jordan. And it's not 
the same baptism that you and I received, at least not until what happens in uh, with Jesus today. Again, he's just preparing the way. He's just sounding the alarm, ringing the bell that the Messiah is coming and that we ought to be ready. But now here he is, Jesus of Nazareth, the Messiah, the Holy One of God, the second person of the Blessed Trinity. And what is the first thing he does? He asks to be baptized alongside the people. But Jesus didn't need to be baptized. He, he didn't have anything to repent of. He's literally God. So why does he ask John to baptize him? John himself acknowledges he's not even worthy enough to untie Jesus' shoes, but here Jesus is asking him to be baptized. There's plenty of different reasons that Jesus might have done this, but there are two that I think are really important for us today. First, he wants to begin his public ministry the same way it will end, by taking the place of sinners. When he receives this baptism of repentance, he's not repenting of sins, because again, he hasn't committed any. He doesn't have the stain of original sin. What he is doing is taking upon himself the sin of humanity. He's taking upon himself the weight of sin. That same way that he took on the cross as a criminal, even though he had committed no crime, he takes on the symbol of repentance, even though he was without sin. It's about reminding us that he's with us at every step. That He's not just touring the world in a human suit. He's, he's actually experiencing the human condition and the weight of the sin that all humanity carries. But the second reason, I think, is even cooler. It's something that he does and which the church continued to do throughout its history and which is, I think, he... he he took an important sign that already existed and he elevated it into something way better and more effective. Uh, he does this with so many things, the Passover, the temple, the bread of presence, the law, but here, baptism. So while John's baptism didn't actually remove sins, it, it was just an important sign of being repentant. Um, it was a symbol of being reborn through that repentance and, and how you were going to live better from now on um, by the grace of God. But when Jesus is baptized, he changes the symbol itself. He doesn't get rid of it uh, he doesn't destroy it, but he elevates it, and he actually does the thing that the old symbol just kind of symbolically did. He actually does that thing. As we hear in each of the accounts of Jesus' baptism in the three synoptic gospels, heaven opens up, the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus like a dove, and God the Father says, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. Now that didn't happen to everyone that was baptized before then. Uh, I'm sure it freaked them all out a lot if anybody was standing around at this point. But the thing is, it, it does happen in a very real way when someone is baptized now, when you were baptized, you were claimed as a son or daughter of God the Father alongside Jesus. When you were baptized, the priest or deacon said, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And you were actually brought into their love. You were actually brought into the life of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And like Jesus, your relationship with God is unblemished when you rise from the water. You are totally a beloved son of God the Father. You are completely, without any qualifications, a precious daughter of God the Father. You are a co-heir with Christ, as Paul will later say. And so this scene that we see here in the baptism of the Lord is so just insanely important for us personally, not because, not just because it was the beginning of Jesus' public ministry or because it's the first thing we see Jesus do as an adult, although it is those things. As cool as those parts are, it's, this is really important because it reminds us of the baptism we received. It shows us what the close unity of our God uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It shows us what that looks like, what it sounds like. And heaven is living in the presence of the Trinity. So if we want to be in heaven, we ought to just marvel at this moment because it's the first sign that that can happen, that we really have hope, that we can really enter the presence of God and let him into our lives. It's the picture of what we're all called to be, holy. Now, I don't know about you, but I've definitely sinned since my baptism. It's been a while. So uh, there's there's more to the story, obviously. But this initial dignity, this initial declaration that you are God's son. Nothing undoes that. Nothing can undo that. 
And the perfect relationship that you get with God through baptism can be restored in a sacrament of reconciliation. But this is the moment. It's, it's the singular moment. It's the game changer for us as mortal human beings because we are claimed forever as God's own children. Later on in Acts, uh, Peter is asked by people who want to follow Christ uh, when he's been preaching and it really strikes him to the heart. And they say, what do we do now? And he says this, repent and be baptized. And that's, that's pretty much it. It's the difference maker. Being baptized is the difference maker, and it's the beginning of the things Jesus is going to do in his ministry. It was his starting point. It's our starting point, too. And so as we go forward from here into the rest of this year and the rest of our lives, remember that unbreakable foundation, that declaration by God that defines who we are, the core of of our lives as Christians, which guides all the rest of it. When God says to us, you are my beloved son. Thank you again for joining us today. And throughout this podcast, uh, please pray for us here at All Saints. Pray for everyone else who is and has been listening to this podcast alongside you. And know that you are always in our prayers here at All Saints. If you're ever in the Dallas area, come by for a Sunday Mass. Uh, But even if you never get to do that, uh, go to Mass, wherever you are. Allow yourself to be changed for the better by God and to be different than you were at the start of Advent. Listen to God in his scripture, in his church, uh, in the liturgy, and in the quiet whisperings you can only really hear in prayer. Make the time, and I promise it's not always going to be easy. It might not be easy much at all, but it's always worth it. Let Christ enlighten the world around you by his presence in you. Allow his light into your life and then go share it with the people you encounter. I'm Andrew Darling. This is Enlightened Advent Reflections. Thank you so much for listening. God bless.